Are you a mother, father or you are involved in caring for children? If yes, then listen to Ask the Pediatricians every Thursday by 10 a.m. for insightful discussion on popular child health topics such as dangerous child health practices, immunization, infant feeding, developmental milestones and so much more. You also get to ask questions on these topics and listen to answers to real-life child health issues by a pediatrician. Ask the Pediatricians Foundation is devoted to health education and information of parents and caregivers of children in the community to support you in raising healthy children. Don't miss Ask the Pediatricians with Dr. Bimi because it's informative, educative and interactive. Ask the Pediatricians Hour. The program for caring parents. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a fresh episode of ACP Hour. I am Bimi Salaboide. I'm a pediatrician, and it's my pleasure to be with you on today's podca- uh, broadcast or podcast, or whichever platform you're watching us. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. ACP Hour is a program where we tend to talk about important topics that affect the health of our children. Um, because on Axie Pediatricians Foundation, our goal is to make sure that no child dies from preventable uh, causes of death. And we do that through our program online and offline. And this program you're listening to now is one of our online platforms where we talk about health issues that affect our children. So whether you're watching me on Facebook or on YouTube, or you are listening to me on Fresh Waves Radio or the podcast. I want to say thank you so much uh, for joining us today. And for the past uh, couple of months, I've been looking at the vaccine uh, preventable diseases. We've looked at polio, we've looked at tuberculosis, we've looked at uh, cervical cancer and uh, human papilloma virus. And last week, we also talked about rotavirus and diarrhea. And today, I'm going to talk about another yet important vaccine preventable disease and that is chicken pox and a lot of mothers have been asking me to talk about chicken pox and because it's something that most mothers are familiar with and it's one of those conditions that mothers tend to diagnose uh, instead of measles or chicken pox or it rashes those are the three most popular uh, diagnosis that mothers like to give rashes. So I think it's befitting that we should also talk about chicken pox. But more importantly, do you know that chicken pox is also one of those vaccine preventable diseases? Yes, chicken pox is one of them. Unfortunately, chicken pox is one of those vaccines for those of us in Nigeria who uh, that is not yet part of our national program on immunization. So it means you have to pay for it if you are going to get the chickenpox vaccine. But uh, at least it's important for us to know that it is available and if you have, you can pay for it and that will protect your children against chickenpox. So we're going to talk about chicken pox today uh, but just to remind you again if you have any questions about this topic or any other topic that we talk about on these programs uh you are welcome to post them to our axi pediatricians facebook group from mondays to saturdays and we'll be there to answer your 
questions. Uh, remember that if you want to support us any of our outreaches, uh, currently we're doing the first aid care project and we have been to several schools all over the country sharing uh, these are our first aid care tips. I don't know whether you can see it, yes. And um, giving all our children, talking to them about first aid and also giving them this uh, first aid care reminder booklet so that they can have it in their pocket to remind them what to do in case of medical emergencies. And we also give the schools the bigger version of it as well that they can have it on the decks of the teacher, the principal, so that they can always quickly use it as a reference point when there's an emergency agency to know what to do. So if you want to be part of that project and you want to support us, uh, see the details of our account details, we would like to be part of it. And this is something we're going to continue even in 2024. Feel free to post on our, uh, feel free to send your support to us and of course feel free to reach us via email or on our whatsapp number if you like us to be a partner with you in doing this project and in reaching many more students and of course the materials are also available online and you can download them if you link need the link just reach us and we'll send them to you as well so thank you so much for all of you that have been part of that project either as volunteers as donors or you have been also you have also done the online version of it yourself thank you so much uh, for being part of it uh, so thank you so much for allowing me to do that brief announcement now i'm going to go on and talk about what we're going to talk about today and we're talking about chicken pot so as usual i'm just going to use my outline we're going to talk about introduction what is chicken pox and then we look at what are the signs and symptoms of chicken pox how do you know when a child has chicken pox and then we look about why is it important to talk about chicken pox and uh, what, what are the complications that you can have in chicken pox and then how do we treat chicken pus and then how do we prevent chicken pus of course i already answered that by telling you that uh, chicken pox is one of the uh, vaccine preventable uh, diseases okay just to start by saying another name for chicken pus is varicella so some of you may be familiar you may see the vaccine being called varicella vaccine or vzv vaccine so you just want you to know that varicella so is the medical jargon name for chicken pox but i think i will just stick to what most of us are familiar with and just talk about chicken pox okay so chicken pox is one of those conditions we call viral enzyme in other words they are conditions that are caused by viruses and then they tend to come with fever and then with rashes so we call them viral enzymes so a child will have fever and then we have rashes another example is measles okay another example is the German measles or rubella so and those conditions that come with a fever and then some subsequent down the line the child will have rashes another popular one is mumps so maybe i'll talk about mumps subsequently next week so these are all conditions that are due to viruses but the what's make them unique from all those other conditions we are familiar with is that the child will have fever and then we will have rashes but the way the rashes look are different another thing we need to know is that these conditions are like chicken pox is very contagious in other words when one child has it 
most people around that particular child will likely have it as well. So a lot of mothers come to our Facebook group and they're like, oh, my child already had chicken pox. How do I protect myself? How do I protect my other children from it? I'm like, oh, it's already too late because by the time your child, uh, by the time you are seeing the rashes and you're telling us this child has chicken pox, all the children that have come in contact with that child have already been exposed to it, okay? And most likely, um, it's too late at that time to protect them. The best thing is to protect them much, much earlier before they are even exposed at all to somebody who has chicken pox, which is what I'll be telling you much more about when we talk about prevention of chicken pox. So chicken pox is very contagious. It is caused by the virus called varicella zoster virus. That is why the other name for chicken pox is varicella or varicella zoster because that is the name of the virus that causes chicken pox. We call it varicella zoster virus. And it tends to cause this kind of very itchy rash. You know, that's one of the unique things about chicken pox is it's a rash that is very itchy and tends to look like blister, you know, you know, kind of rashes. I think most people tend to recognize the picture. I'll, send, I'll show us a little bit of picture for those who are watching and for those who are listening. You can just let your imagination run or maybe after the program, you can just check out uh the, vid the video or look out for pictures of chicken pox rashes on our facebook group as well so the chicken pox rashes tend to look like blister a little bit bigger than each rashes but it's very itchy and then those rashes go through different stages it initially may look like it's just something hard they may look like something that looks like water they may look like something that has busted like a small wound and then it will dry up so it, it can be in different phase but it's usually very blister like and very very itchy and it's so contagious and the rashes in chicken pox tend to fall appear on the chest so if you remember when we're talking about measles for those of you who are very consistent in listening to us i told you that the measles rash tends to start from the the hairline you know around you know in the face in the head so it starts from the hairline and then it will spread down on on on, on, on like chicken pox rash chicken pox rash tends to happen around the trunk first. So it starts around the chest, the back, and then before it will spread to the rest of the body. So that is a little bit of difference. And of course, the Mrs. Rash is also a little bit different from chicken pox rash. So chicken pox is one of the viral eggs that um, comes with fever. Then you have also have that unique kind of rashes that you tend to see in chicken pox that tends to start on the... Uh, trunk the chest the back before it will spread to the rest of the body and it is very itchy and like we said chicken pulse is caused by varicella sister virus and it is very very uh contagious kind of uh, viral infection and why is it important for us to talk about chicken pulse because chicken pulse people just think it's one of those things as if it's just something you can have luckily yes most children will have chicken pulse they have the fever the rashes and that's it nothing else will come out of it but sometimes in certain category of people chicken pulse can be quite um dangerous <laughs> yes chicken pox can be something much more serious in certain group of people especially pregnant women okay so sometimes i see people asking me a question and they're pregnant and they're having somebody who is having chicken pox and they are 
you know, kind of like, it's not a big deal. It's a big deal for when a pregnant woman has chicken pox, okay? Because that baby is at risk. You know, it's a serious one. It, it's also a very serious risk when chicken pox affects very small babies. And also um, people who have what we call weakened immune system. People who, who have... Uh, uh, for one reason or the other, the immune system is not functioning optimally. Uh, so people who have HIV, for example, people who have tuberculosis, malnutrition, or people who are on steroids or cancer drugs, they already will have what we call uh, reduced immune function or immunocompromised, or so the immune system is really compromised already. And such people are not able to fight infection. So if such people have chicken pox, it is really, really something very, very serious for them. And that is why it is important for us to talk about chicken pox. So it may look like it's not one of a big deal thing, but for certain group of people, the very young babies, pregnant women, people who have immunocompromised situation or immunosuppressed situation, they are the one that can have very severe kind of chicken pulse that can actually lead to death sometimes. So it can look as simple, but it can also be fatal. And so it is not something we should joke about. Um, so anybody who has not had chicken pox or who have not had the chicken pox vaccine can have chicken pox. So chicken pox, even though I'm talking uh, as a pediatrician, it's not just only children that can have chicken pox, okay? Adults also can have chicken pox if they've never had it before. And usually can last, uh, chicken pox usually lasts about a week. So from the rash to the rash clearing, it can take four to seven days. So what are the symptoms? What are the signs that you will see in somebody who have chicken pox? Now, most of us are familiar with the rash. That is what we always see. When we see the rash, they say, oh, this chicken pox rash. But before the rash, there are certain symptoms that will precede uh, the chicken pox rash itself. So and unfortunately, at the time the child is having those other symptoms, most of us are not even thinking chicken pox, okay? Unfortunately, that is the time that they are already exposing and, and getting other people who, who are around them infected even when they don't know it. So like like I said, uh, chicken pox is one of those viral entertainments. So they usually start with fever. So usually before the child have the rash, few days, maybe few days, a couple of days before the uh, the rash that will make us to know is chicken pox come out, the child would have had other symptoms usually fever they may be tired they may have poor appetite they have headache and if you are in nigeria when somebody has this kind of symptom fever poor appetite headaches you know tiredness what do we think we just think oh it's malaria okay so most people always think they have malaria and sometimes mothers will even start treating the children with anti-malaria straight away which is why we've been advocating that you don't just go treat every child who has fever with anti-malaria because chicken pox can start like that as well and it is no malaria and there's no reason for us to put these children on unnecessary anti-malaria medication so a couple of days before you see the rash the child would have had fever loss of appetite 
um, tiredness and all that. And after that, they will now have the rash. And usually the rash before come out one or two, you'll see it on their chest, on the back. And then before you know it, it will be spreading all over. And I've described the rashes for us. It's, it, the rash is usually very, very itchy. You know, the child is crashing and you know, scratching their body. And it usually comes first like something that looks like a, a raised part, something that you can just see and the later you can feel it. And then it's become like something that has a little bit of water, like a blister or a cyst. And then before it will now turn as if there's a wound that is healing, before it will now uh, completely uh, re uh, removed, you know, peel off the body. So uh, that is how chicken pauses. And let me just show us a few pictures of chicken pauses that I managed to get online. Uh, so this is a picture of uh, chicken pox rash. Apologies to those who are listening to me, uh, but for those who are watching, you can see this picture. And if you look at it, you see that the rashes, uh, the, 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 they are all in different stages. If you look very well, you will see those that are just like uh, some changes in the color on the skin. Then you will see those that look like a typical blister, like if there's water inside. And then you will see those that are already uh, eating like a scab as if it is a wound. So you so the kind of rashes we have in chicken pots at every point in time they are all at different uh, stages. So that's just that is say uh, how chicken pots will look like in a dark skinned child. And this is another look in a in a child with a fair skinned uh, child. So but I think most of us are quite familiar with chicken pus and so uh but if you're not sure please if you see a child with high fever and all that then start having rashes and it's more on the chest the back and they're all looking different then you can suspect or uh, let a doctor have a look and so that they can confirm whether their child truly has chicken pus but the, the, the rashes are quite distinct and quite easy for most of our doctors to know. So it's one of those conditions that we don't need to do a blood test to confirm that this is chicken pulse. We get the history correctly in a child who has not been immunized without fever for a couple of days and now came down with this blister, very itchy rashes. You know, we are very sure uh, that this is uh, chicken pulse. And of course, it's very contagious. So most people who have chicken pulse will not be able to go to, the children will not be able to go to school. Uh, usually the school will tell them to stay home. So most children will end up losing uh, almost one week of school because of uh, uh, chicken pulse. And sometimes it's still possible because this is one question people ask all the time that uh, my child was immunized and the child still has chicken pulse. It is still possible, but even when, like we said, immunization is not always 100%. Yeah, it's, it, it, it's really help, but it's not always 100% but if your child will now even have chicken pulse in a child will be nice it's going to be very mild very very mild it won't be as severe you may just have a little bit of spots and maybe even no fever and then very short duration and then the child is well so it, it is not um 
as serious like those who have never been immunized at all. Okay, so that is uh, signs and symptoms of chicken pox. And like I said, it's one of those conditions that is very easy to diagnose. And once we see it, we know it, we don't tend to need uh, to do blood tests. However, some people can have very severe form of chicken pox. So apart from the fever, um, the weakness, tiredness, and the rashes, uh, there are some other serious complications some other people can have as a result of chicken pops, okay? So which is the one that worries us, especially in a particular category of people. So we've talked about most other people who have chicken pulse, they they are fine. You have the rashes, you eat you one week max, you are back. Uh, but complications can happen in people who have uh who have other issues. Number one, whether who are not healthy, who are immunocompromised, or because of their age, you know, so they are at risk of severe complications. So babies, infants, less than one year old, uh pregnant women especially, and people who have lowered immunity, like I mentioned, people with HIV, AIDS or cancer, people who have had transplants, who are on chemotherapy, who are on steroids or medications to suppress their immune system, those people can have very serious complications with if they have chicken pulse. And what are the complications they can have? They can have infection that we call secondary infection. So the child already have chicken pulse, which is a viral kind of infection is caused by a virus, but because the, the immune system is not further suppressed, it is easier for other infections to come in as a secondary infection, like bacterial infections of the skin from what we call uh, the group A streptococcal infection. Such people can also have pneumonia, very serious pneumonia, which is infection in the lungs. They can also have infection in the brain. So this chicken pus can get to the brain and cause what we call encephalitis and they will have uh, brain kind of neurological problems. They can also have bleeding problems. You know, they start, you know, losing blood as if in Ebola or Lassa fever. You know, you can have that kind of scenario from uh, uh, chicken pus as well in people who have the complicated form of the chicken pops. They can also have sepsis, you know, which is when there's a lot of infection going on in the bloodstream and affecting multiple organs. So people who have complication from chicken pops because of the other issues that they have, they can become so sick and they can, they will need to go to the hospital and, and some may even die, though it is not as, uh, come on, this is Dango because we have a vaccine that can uh, protect us. But this, like I said, this severe form of disease or complications are not in most people. Most children, elder children will not have this. But those who are at risk, the pregnant women, the infant, the immunocompromised people, they are the one that can have these serious uh, kind of complications. But majority will just have the fever and the rashes and no other issues. Now, the question is, how do you get chicken pox? Like I said at the introductory part, it is a very contagious disease. It's something that's most people 
it spreads so easily, okay? It, it spreads so easily. In fact, they, they, it said that if one person has chicken pox, 90% of the people in the family or close to those that person are going to have it. And I'm sure we're all familiar. I remember one instance when one of my kids had um, one, one child in his class had chicken pox. Virtually all the children in that class had chicken pox. So it was just one weekend. Everybody would have to go. They were just going out in batches. So it's something that is very, very contagious. So, um, and it's usually spread from it close contact. So all somebody has is to come close to the person. You don't need to use anything they have used. Or it's not like uh, COVID that you have to sneeze or cough and all that. But just coming in contact with that person is a, is is almost... Um, it's almost uh, guaranteed that the other person will have chicken pox. And even in the past, some parents actually deliberately do what they call chicken pox parties. In other words, they deliberately expose their children, you know, to people who have chicken pox so that they will have chicken pox. And they think that way those children will be protected against chicken pox. Actually, the CDC, you know, and many other organizations, we kind of discourages those kind of um, uh, uh, practice. We don't want you to uh, host chicken pox parties or participate in it. We we'll rather recommend that you take your children for vaccination because, like we said, some people can have very severe kind of chicken pox and they can have serious complications and die. And you may not Sometimes you may not know that there's a child who maybe who's on steroids or who is immunocompromised, who is you know incubating maybe cancer or something, and then they go for such parties and they have the severe form of chicken pox disease and they can die. So we don't want you to go for chicken pox parties or any of or host or participate. Rather, we recommend that you just go for uh, immunization because there's no way we're going to predict which child is going to have the severe form of the chicken pox or not. So don't take a chance. Don't take your children for chicken pox parties. Please take them for the immunization instead. Now, like we said, how chicken pox is transmitted from person to person. And the challenge here is that chicken pox, uh, the person who is going to who is going to have chicken pox is already transmitting it even before they know they have chicken pox. So a couple of days, as at the time, what we call the incubation period, when um, the person is still, you know, having mild symptoms, but not yet the rashes, they are already able to infect people two, one to two days before. So, um, uh, and you are even after uh, the rashes of uh, hot clay, the person can still infect people. So, most time, by the time parents are coming to us and say, my baby has chicken pulse, how do I prevent the others? It's already too late. The others have been exposed already. They've already been exposed before you see the rashes in the other person. So the best option is to have make sure that everybody uh, is uh, immunized. And even up to 24 hours until no more new uh, rashes coming up, the person is still infect is can still infect or con uh, is still contagious and can still infect other people um so and after the person has been after you've had a chicken pulse the virus kind of stay in the body 
and uh, sometimes in future as adults it can reactivate as what we call um shingles you know adults tend to have that um so it, it is something that can happen as well so uh so sometimes after you've been exposed to chicken pus, you, you don't necessarily have to have chicken pus immediately. It may take up to two weeks. So sometimes some people don't remember. They were like, oh, I was not exposed to somebody who had chicken pus. It may have been somebody in your school and or it may have been somebody in her home, in church, anywhere, but you didn't stay long enough with them. So to know whether they eventually have chicken pus, but you may have chicken pus two weeks after. So it is not always immediately that you're going to develop the chicken pulse. It can take up to two weeks, what we call the incubation period. And you may not may not even remember, because remember, the person that may have uh, transmitted to you may not have the rashes at that time. So you will not know that they are going to have chicken pulse. And so that is how, that's why it's really something very contagious and it can spread uh, so quickly and so easily. All right, so let's talk about treatments for chicken pulse. Okay, so chicken pulse is again, like most viruses, we don't really have any uh, specific drugs that we normally have to give to people. Though there are a few antiviral drugs, but most people don't really need uh, any specific medication to treat chicken pulse. What we normally do is to relieve symptoms. It's just a you know, it's something that, like we always say, will run the course, usually within one week, you know, in elderly people without all those complications that I talked about earlier, the chicken pulse rash is going to go away, they are going to be fine. So it's more of a symptomatic kind of treatment. We just want to make the person comfortable. Okay, so what do we do? So if they have fever, we give them paracetamol. So paracetamol, we take care of the fever. And we always recommend that you don't give, um, please don't give aspirin or any aspirin-containing drugs. In fact, for children generally, it's best to avoid aspirin or any aspirin-containing products uh, to relieve the fever because uh, there's a complication that can happen in children uh, when they use aspirin. We call it Rice syndrome and this Rice syndrome will cause severe liver failure and so if your child has fever, whether it's from chicken pox, measles or any other condition in children because you are not always sure which one it is, please do not give them aspirin only give paracetamol. That is what you should give for the fever, okay? And of course, you can give a cool bath, you can give them, uh, you can strip sponge them and all that, but paracetamol is good. Please don't give aspirin so that we can avoid the child having Rice syndrome, which is a severe form of liver failure, and it can affect the brain and it can be very fatal. It can lead to death. So we want to avoid that. So no aspirin use only uh, paracetamol. Okay, that is what you can do for the fever. Uh, for the itching, you can use calamine lotion. That is what most of us are familiar with. And I'm sure most of us have seen how the people who are checking for. So I think that's what is very obvious most time when you first see them is that they are all col colored whites with the calamine lotion. So the calamine lotion is soothing. The calamine lotion is not like a drug or it's not like a treatment for the rash. It is just to soothe. It makes the body, you know, it gives the children 
uh, a soothing effect against the itching of the rash. So you can do that. Some people also use baking soda or, or cook oatmeal, you know. Some of those things also help. Also make sure that their nails are short because they have this tendency to itch. So you want to keep the fingernails short. So that will prevent scratching and that will also prevent the um, spreading the rash the most. So those are the things we do and just let them be most and let them make sure they are heating, um, drinking lots of water so that they are not dehydrated. And uh, that is what we usually take care of uh, chicken pops and most people like i said within one week um they will be fine also in terms of um, the fever still just to let us know that the american academy of pediatrics also discourages using ibuprofen you know because it has also been treated with some other complications as well so when it comes to fever in children i think we are just best sticking with paracetamol as much as possible all right so but when do you need to go to hospital for chicken pulse okay like i said most chicken pulse give paracetamol for fever let them drink a lot of water you can apply calamine lotion for soothing effects for the itching and within one week we expect everything to have cleared and the person will be fine of course you have to keep them away from going to school so that they don't infect other children as well. But there are situations where you will need to take somebody who has chicken pox to the hospital. Again, that has to link up with what we talk about, those who are going to have complicated chicken pox. So, um, so anybody who has who is pregnant and has chicken pox need to go to the hospital. You need to see your um your doctors, you know, because like I said, you are risk at risk of having complications for yourself and even for the baby. Also, those who have immunosuppressed uh, condition, those who have HIV, AIDS, or cancer, or transplants, or on steroids, or other immunosuppressive drugs. Please, if you develop chicken pulse while you're on treatment or while you have any of this condition, it is you have to go to the hospital. One of the fear of uh, those who do transplants and all that is, is make sure you don't develop any of these uh, complications. So chicken pulse is one of the worst diseases that somebody can develop where you have had a transplant or you are on immunosuppressive drugs. And it's very easy to have because, you know, it's something very contagious. So usually when people have those conditions, you want to keep them away from people that may have chicken pulse so that they don't develop chicken pulse because if they develop chicken pulse, it's serious. It's serious and it's very complicated so but if so in that scenario those people have to go to the hospital so because when the management is different okay it's very different and also if it's a baby less than one year old or all those other people you need to go to the hospital apart from these risk high risk people who need to go to the hospital if they have chicken pox uh if there are other things you are noticing with chicken pox like i said uh, most people should just have the fever the rash and then they should be fine they should be eating well they should be doing every other thing well but if they have what well, look like chicken pox and they are not having fever that is going on for more than four days they have to go to the hospital or the fever is so high it's above like 39 or 40 they need to go to the hospital or the the rash is you know 
it's not bringing out pulse, you know, or it's causing all that. What look like bacteria, you know, chicken pulse is viral kind of infection. But if you're not having what look like pulse or something coming out from any part of the body, then that is complicated. That is not like a bacterial infection on top of the viral infection. And those people have to go to the hospital. Uh, or if somebody who has chicken pulse is acting confused or they are like... Um, they have difficulty keeping awake or waking up, like they are becoming unconscious. So their level of, uh, uh, you know, uh, consciousness is dropping. That is a complicated case that has to go to the hospital. If they have difficulty walking or they are staggering, you know, that can be a sign of neurological problem, and you have to take them to the hospital. Or if they have stiff neck, like you know, they can't bend their neck because, like I said, chicken pox sometimes can spread to the brain and cause what we call uh, encephalitis. You know, and you know they can have uh, even problem meningitis and other meningitis encephalitis. They can have infection affected the lining of the brain or the brain matter itself such people is an hospital case or if they are vomiting and they are having difficulty with breathing or they have a severe cough severe abdominal pain or they are having rashes and they are bleeding or they are bleeding so much under the skin you know also have any of these complications please that is no long, longer simple chicken pox that you can treat at home by yourself. That is a chicken pox complicated one that has to go to the hospital. And when they get to the hospital, uh, the doctors need what to do. And those are the ones that we tend to give the antiviral drugs. Sometimes even as injection, usually it's cyclover, they have to give it into the blood. And those are the ones that get those kind of treatment. But most people who have a simple, straightforward chicken pox, they don't need a cyclover, they don't need any antiviral drugs, and they don't need to go to the hospital. They just need to stay at home, take their paracetamol, take their um, uh, use calamine lotion and they'll be fine. So, please, if you think something is chicken pox and you're beginning to see all these other things I've mentioned loss of consciousness, fever that is very high, persistence, uh, uh signs of uh, uh nextiveness, conversion, the person is unable to walk, they are becoming drowsy, they are not easy to wake up. You know, also start having any other issues, complications, please don't say, oh, it's just chicken pox. That time you have to take them to the hospital. And that is uh, where the doctors will now treat them with the antiviral drugs and hopefully most should recover as well. All right, so now let's go to the final part, which is how do we prevent chicken pox? Okay, like I said, chicken pox is preventable. It's one of the conditions that we have vaccines against. So we have what we call the uh, Varicella vaccine, and it is available even in Nigeria. I know it is not currently part of our national program on immunization. We are hoping, we are hoping we are going to extend or uh, expand our MPI vaccines. And like I always tell you, when I started ATP over eight years ago, uh, Nimococo vaccine was not part of the national program on immunization but now it is. Uh, rotavirus was not part of the national program on immunization, but now it is. HPV has 
has never been, but we are now getting the feelers that HPV is now going to be part of our national program. So hopefully, hopefully down the line, chickenpox will also be part of our national program, uh, vaccines. But currently it is not, uh, which means you have to pay for it by yourself, uh, but it is available in some countries, it's available already, and it's part of the vaccines that is given free. But if you're in Nigeria, it is not yet free, but it is available at a, a small token. You can get it. And even in some of our government hospitals, they can get it for you and they'll be able to give you. So there are two doses uh, that you can get and for this uh, chickenpox vaccine. And it is very safe. It is effective. And most people who get the vaccine will not have chickenpox. So, um, and like I said, even if, because in Mexico we say never say never. Uh, so, um, even if they eventually have it, it's not going to be serious, it's going to be mild. So, um, for those of you who are in private hospitals, who get your immunization from your private hospital, it's most likely uh, most of them to give chickenpox vaccine. Uh, some give it at age of one year, some give it at age of two years, depending on what uh, schedule they are following. But usually it's given around the age of one year or thereabouts. So it is available. Please try and get the chickenpox vaccine. And once you have the chickenpox vaccine, uh, your child will be protected against chicken pox and if at all they have it it's going to be mild and not the very severe complicated type of chicken pox vaccine all right so thank you so much for listening to me for the past for those who are just joining i just want to recap i've been talking about chicken pox also known as varicella sister uh it is caused by a virus uh with varicella virus and it is a very highly contagious disease and like most of other viral exotem it starts with a fever and maybe a little bit of tiredness, poor appetite, and eventually you have the very distinct rashes that we see in chickenpox. And these rashes tend to be itchy, it tends to be blister-like, and it tends to start from the chest area and the back, and then before it will spread to the rest of the body. And it's a very highly contagious disease. So most people who are around somebody who has chickenpox, who has not been immunized, or who has not had chickenpox by themselves, are going to get chickenpox, okay, 90% of the time. And even most of the time before the person start having rashes, they are already contagious. So you have been exposed to it already. And uh, in most elder people, chickenpox just run about for four to seven days and all the rashes will clear and they'll be fine. But in certain category of people, the infant, the pregnant women, people who are immunocompromised, either from HIV AIDS, from cancer, from having a transplant, for being on immunosuppressive medication or steroids, those uh, category of people can have very, very severe form of chickenpox and they are the ones that are likely to die from chickenpox and those are the ones that need to go to the hospital and then we've talked about the treatment for chickenpox is just what we call symptomatic in other words you treat the symptoms you don't need any specific drugs so usually we give paracetamol please do not give aspirin do not give ibuprofen just give paracetamol and you can apply calamine lotion on the skin to suit 
the itching you keep the fingernails short so that it will reduce the scratching and all that and of course let them eat uh drink a lot of water so that they will keep hydrated and um, most people within one week will recover of course it goes without saying that you need to keep them away from school so that they don't get to spread it to uh, their peers as well and of course for those who have the complicated kind of chicken pox you have to take them to the hospital and then you'll be able to give them uh, antiviral drugs and that uh, hopefully will help them so that they will not die and finally finally have mentioned the fact that chicken pox is preventable it's a vaccine preventable condition so we have vaccines for it uh, unfortunately in nigeria it is not yet part of the national program on immunization both it is readily available uh in most of our hospitals even in the government hospitals if you tell them i want the chicken post vaccine they can arrange for the um the company that produces it to bring it for you you pay for it and they will be able to help you to administer it and it's surely given around the between the age of one to two years and and i think it's about two doses that you can give uh, to your children and then they'll be protected against chicken pox so that is it on chicken pox if you have any questions on chicken pox or the chicken pox vaccine uh, feel free to send your questions either to me via email drbemisola at axipediatricians.com or axipediatricians at gmail.com or better still just go to our axipediatrician facebook group uh, you cannot miss our group on facebook and you can uh, post your questions there and myself and my colleagues, uh, other doctors and professionals and our moderators will are uh, able to answer those questions within 40 to 72 hours. We'll be able to give you an answer and so feel free to post your questions to us. And like we said, as we're rounding up for the year, if you have any topic uh, that you would like us to talk about on this platform, you are welcome to also uh, send the questions to those platforms as well, or better say, just send us an email axipediatricians.gmail.com and for those of you on Freshworth Radio you can also send it to the Freshworth Radio uh, WhatsApp number or platform and it will get to us. So next week I will still come again and I will talk about another of the vaccine uh, preventable conditions and the good news is that for vaccine preventable diseases there's no reason why our children should have this condition because once we give them the vaccine then they'll be fine and they will be protected i want to encourage us to ensure that we get our children immunized i want to remind us about the hpv vaccine that is now available for our girls to protect them against cervical cancer if you missed the podcast on hpv and cervical cancer please you need to go listen to it but more importantly you can go to your ed center now and ensure that all your girls from the ages of 9 to 14 are given the uh, HPV vaccine um, that will protect them against HPV infection, which is the cause uh, in 95% of cases of uh, cervical cancer. But remember, your children can be protected against it. So the government is making so much effort to make sure that all these vaccines are available to us. All we need to do is to take our children and our wives 
to the uh, appropriate health centers and to make sure that we get our children immunized uh, so that our children will not die from conditions that are preventable. And that is our main focus, our vision on Access Pediatricians Foundation. We want to make sure you have all this information all this knowledge about what to do and how to protect your children against all these uh, conditions that they don't need to have at all, just simply by taking them for their immunization. So I hope if you have a child who has not been fully immunized, you will do the needful today and take them for the immunization. So thank you so much uh, for joining me today. And I will see you again, same time uh, next week, same platform, where we'll be talking again about one of another vaccine preventable disease. And remember that all the past topics that we've discussed, you can you can go get them. You can watch them on our Facebook pages or Fresh West Radio Facebook page. You can check out my podcast, Ask Dr. Bemi ATP Podcast. You can also check up our YouTube channel, ATP TV. You can watch all the past episodes, and I'm sure you're going to learn, learn quite a lot uh, from them. So thank you so much. Have a wonderful day, and keep our children safe by making sure that they are all protected against all these vaccines, preventable diseases, by taking them for the immunization. Have a wonderful day, and it is bye from me. Bye. Are you a mother, father, or you are involved in caring for children? If yes, then listen to Ask the Pediatricians every Thursday by 10 a.m. for insightful discussion on popular child health topics such as dangerous child health practices, immunization, infant feeding, developmental milestones and so much more. You also get to ask questions on these topics and listen to answers to real-life child health issues by a pediatrician. Ask the Pediatricians Foundation is devoted to health education and information of parents and caregivers of children in the community to support you in raising healthy children. Don't miss Ask the Pediatricians with Dr. Bemi because it's informative, educative and interactive. Ask the Pediatricians Hour, the program for caring parents.